This is Josh Kanak, and I'm a sales agronomist in CHS Ag Services in Hazel, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. We'll also hear reports from Don Wick, Sierra Doctor, and Whitney Pittman. We begin uh, with uh, the National Association of Farm Broadcasting's annual convention continuing in Kansas City. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick had a chance to catch up with Eden Valley, Minnesota farmer and National Corn Growers President Tom Haig at Trade Talk yesterday. Tell me, obviously we've just come off uh, elections. We're going to see some new faces uh, when we're looking at leadership. Give me an idea what that means when we go into a farm bill discussion. I think it, uh, you know, it means that we got to first start off with we see who's going to be on our ag committee. We know on the house side it was probably G.T. Thompson's going to lead, uh, be the chair. You know, and we've had a relationship with him since he was a ranking member. But our biggest concern is Don is that all the new members that are coming on they don't have a lot of ag background. So it's going to be very important for our voice to talk to them and their ag liaison so they understand where we're coming from and uh, how important this farm bill is to uh, corn farmers. You've been in that committee room. I've been there. and It amazes me when you see so much representation for places like Baltimore or Atlanta or Chicago. There's a lot of education that needs just dot production agriculture. Exactly right because, you know, a lot of them um, hadn't, they don't have anybody close to the farm anymore. They get food just by going to the grocery store. But, uh, no, that's that's part of uh, our education to make sure that they're educated. And, uh, you know, we also are going to stress how we gotta, we're got we a bipartisan organization. We have to work with both sides because we can't choose, pick and choose who we want to have lead in this because that's not good for us either. i got to ask you, you've got a search on for the next CEO for NCGN? Yes, we do. Uh, you know, John, uh, it was 14 years he was out in D.C. leading our uh, staff out there and then six years as being our CEO and uh, it came to the point where John says you know I've got a few more things I'd maybe like to do before I fully retire so yeah he is going to be retiring here at the end of the uh, end of the year and uh, we've got a uh, search firm that we've got out of Ankeny, Iowa, Headland Ag that's going to be taking all the resumes in and uh, our goal is to have a new CEO by Commodity Classic which is in, in March but that's fast, but we're hoping that we can make it that far. Land prices have steadily increased in line with inflation. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has that story. Big Iron Auctions Vice President of Egg Sales, Kurt Campbell, says land sales are upholding a strong front. As we've all seen, we've, we've hit record prices uh, on several different parcels of ag land, and Things are going well, obviously, and, and uh, you know we don't have so much real estate to sell, so uh, that market's strong. That it, it's, it's holding on quite well. You know, it, if I could predict anything, it would, I would love to be able to predict the future, and uh, I, I feel like right now the market's strong and where it's headed. That all depends upon the producer and, and what that works in their farming operation. Oftentimes, we'll see the neighbor. Uh, see a, a piece of a parcel that comes up to auction that maybe hasn't been on the market for 30 years and they need in their operation. So that, that helps and encourages people to spend a little bit more. And Campbell says used equipment sales is still hot. I don't see any tapering off in that market and there's several things that support that and the support that is the actual supply chain and what's coming. Uh, dealerships are at a limited inventory coming from the manufacturers and so the used market remain strong for, for several reasons. I mean, one being the supply and then 
and then the, what the cost is of the new stuff, if the, the new equipment, if they can get it. You know, we've seen a record highs on on particular types of equipment, and, and some of that being the pre-emissions equipment that the guys feel like they can still work on. So we've seen record prices on some of that equipment. But of course, good late model clean equipment is always going to ring the bell. It's always going to be strong. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Farmers Business Network U.S. Country Manager Adriano Santos says the supply chain is slowly recovering after the global shutdowns, but other countries may be struggling energy-wise. Yeah, I think that after the hangover of COVID and, and uh, some of the challenges, especially in Asia, things have stabilized a bit. That's what we're seeing. There is a a bit more stability out of Asia. I think Europe is uh, the area where we're still seeing some challenges, right, with the with the Ukraine war and the challenges for Europe to get access to gas and energy in general. We've seen uh, energy prices go up more than 300% in some cases. So the inputs that typically come from Europe might have a few more challenges from a global supply chain standpoint. Uh, the ones out of Asia, as of right now, are looking to be a bit more stable. Now, it's hard to predict, right? We didn't know when uh, COVID was going to hit and some of the other challenges. I mean, there's still some tension there uh, between China and Taiwan. And Santos encourages farmers to get their inputs and seed lined up well in advance. I think the, the way we look at it is best solution for those global supply chains is early planning, right? If farmers are doing their planning early and making their decisions as early as possible, that allows time for the supply chain to react and be able to supply what they need in a timely manner. Um, but, uh, but yeah, for sure, that this crop year looks to be a bit more, a little less chaotic than the last two. National Farmers Union Communications Director Ross Hedervig says market transparency is a big component of what National Farmers Union is pushing for in the next farm bill. Yeah, so National Farmers Union and uh, Farmers Union generally has a really strong legislative committee that has gotten together and put together our Farm Bill priorities looking ahead to 2023. And one of the big pieces that came out of that is a competition title specific in the Farm Bill. And for us, that means um, you know, enforcing laws that are already on the books, like the Packers and Stockyards Act, but also providing some more market transparency uh, for farmers and ranchers so that they're uh, competing in a fairer and transparent market. Outside of farm bill talk, Hedervig is keeping an eye on bills working their way through Congress. Well, so there are a couple bills related to transparency in livestock markets that are um, at various uh, stages in the uh, process through the House and the Senate right now. Um, so our team is working pretty hard um, trying to get some action on those coming up still here in November and December um, before Congress uh, leaves and, and changes. Um, so that's something that we're working uh, pretty closely on. Um, but also, you know, knowing that some of that stuff might have to get a second look in the farm bill. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. A new post-accredited law enforcement training program will be offered for officers in Minnesota. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more from the Minnesota Farm Bureau's annual convention in Bloomington. 
Cass County, Minnesota Farm Bureau's law enforcement training program will now become a way law enforcement officers can earn continuing education training credits in the state of Minnesota. Cass County Farm Bureau Board of Directors member Sarah Kuschel says after winning an American Farm Bureau County Awards of Excellence last year, they were approached with the opportunity to become an accredited program. Our program is doing a law enforcement training day um, focused on an introduction to handling livestock. We were honored to receive the county awards of excellence from American Farm Bureau a year ago. And in working through that, we actually were approached uh, taking this program and having it become part of the post-accredited um, continuing education uh, offerings for law enforcement personnel um, throughout the state of Minnesota. So we've just started the planning um, process for that and are very excited to not only be able to work with Central Lakes College in Brainerd and training their students there, but that we will also be able to work with our current um, officers and really be those boots on the ground resources for them um, when they get those animal encounter type phone calls. Kuschel says the program will help educate law enforcement on livestock handling when the inevitable happens. If you have livestock, it's not if they're going to be out, it's when they're going to get out. Whether a tree falls on the fence and they get out, somebody forgets to shut a gate. We needed to have trained um, deputies who could identify maybe between an Angus cow ver versus a, a Hereford or a Charlet just in helping um, through dispatch to know what um, property owner we should maybe be trying to, to call and make that connection with. Kushal hopes to see the program expand to other areas of agriculture and other areas of the country in the future. USDA's monthly cattle on feed report will be released this afternoon at 2 o'clock. CHS hedging market analyst Steve Wagner doesn't think pre-report positioning is having an impact on the livestock markets here today. Crude oil is sharply lower. We're at 79.41. If it were playing into it, we would see a better number, and maybe that's why we haven't dropped uh, much, is that that cattle on feed report coming out uh, this afternoon is expected to be a fairly friendly report. I mean, if you get uh, placed or on feed number at 98, placed number down at 96, uh, th those are supportive. That's going to confirm what everybody in the industry is expecting, and that is that there are fewer cattle out there. And AgWatch Market Advisors President Dewey Strickler says the livestock markets are seeing a bit of a technical bounce here as well today. Technically, the market has acted like it wants to get a little bit higher, get above this 154.5 to 155 before we see uh, a real hard uh, break there uh, in the hog market. Uh, we, Hog market just not going anywhere. It's been in a trade range for uh, two weeks. I think probably eventually we'll see a downside break, but uh, we got maybe just a little bit of a seasonal demand creeping in here on, uh, on especially the hogs here. But uh, that's really other than that about it. It's a pretty quiet day. The ag commodities continue to chop around in a very wide trading range. AgriSample North America market analyst Sterling Smith says there is some good news, though, for consumers coming from the outside markets. Crude oil is sharply lower. We're at seventy nine forty one down two dollars. We traded as low as seventy seven fifty nine. This is the first time we've been below eighty dollars a barrel in uh, about seven weeks. 
we're struggling with getting enough diesel, and diesel prices are still in the elevated range. But the uh, unleaded gasoline futures are two thirty-three. We're down about six cents a gallon today, and we're trading a healthy thirty-five, forty cents below the recent peak. So you should see some relief at the pump. But the rest of the outside markets have been fairly quiet. Let's see. Interest rates. Interest rates are quiet. Stocks are a little bit higher, but quiet. In fact, the Nasdaq's unchanged on the day. Really starting to feel like a holiday around here. Go to the Red River Farm Network's website, rrfn.com. You can sign up for the weekly Farm Net News newsletter. You can also download this broadcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well, all at rrfn.com. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Let's catch up with Ag Week reporter Katie Pinky. Katie, what do you have for us on the cover of Ag Week? Yeah, it's exciting. Often as publisher, I don't get out and about uh, to do stories, but I happened to come across something and Northern Cass School contacted me about their Field to Fork studio. I was actually going to just go in and visit with them about agriculture communications and it evolved into an Ag Week cover story. And it kicks off our Thankful for Ag series for the next two weeks that will be across print, digital, and TV. And really it just highlights this wonderful studio concept it's different than taking an elective. It's in their middle school, and an educator, Sue McPherson, from Northern Cass School, started a field-to-fork studio. It's the first time that students, which they refer to as learners, have ever been in a field-to-fork studio, and basically, they create the class environment themselves. So they're exploring careers in agriculture. They're going on field trips. They're interested in soil science and plant science, and they're interested in beef and dairy, and it's just really fun to see in a rural school district. Sure, and then this, you said this is middle school age. Yes, it is grade seven, six, seventh, and eighth grade, and at Northern Cass School, they refer to their students as, as learners and their teachers as educators. Um, it's just been really fun to see uh, what they're doing, and we got to learn about it more from their superintendent, Mr. Steiner. And, and the school district encompasses six small communities about 25 miles northwest of Fargo, North Dakota. And then there's also 34% of open enrollment in that school district. But the impact of, of agriculture careers and this studio concept with these middle schoolers is, is really exciting. We're excited to feature it in Ag Week. Sounds interesting. Looking forward to reading about it. And let's check numbers here before we leave you this afternoon. Wheat is down one to four cents. Corn is mixed, trading a penny either side of unchanged. Soybeans right now trading 10 cents higher. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. This is the Red River Farm Network.